Jesus Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on a Six hundred and four, or well, holy shit, June first, twenty twenty. Had to think about the the. It's funny that I had to do the little rhyme in my head, even though it was the thirty first today. And it's like, well, there's <laughs> thirty two days, so that's fine. But anyway, on the show this week we have uh, the wombat. Word up. We have Anthony. Hello. And I know everybody is sad. Gambus could not make it. He did have a family thing crop up. It will be another two weeks before we get the reason to listen to the show back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're going to talk about video game. We do have a very exciting show today, though, because there is a rumor for something this week that I would love to get everybody's take on so we know how wrong we are come, I think it's Thursday. I know it's not the PlayStation thing. Dun, dun, dun. Ah, Anyway, video games. Let's talk about those. Anthony, do you want to kick us off? Sure. I uh, Well, first off, I want to apologize for last week. Boy, that was a mess. I was out of town. And uh, towards the end, the dog barking um, was crap. Um, Dog barking ain't nothing. We've had a lot worse. Yeah, we've had a lot worse. Um, (laughs) You you weren't around when we had a lot of crying babies on the show. I don't know, man. I've been on this show, and I am the crying baby, so it's hard <laughs> to tell. Well, that's true. Well, we got a different. It's a different kind of baby now. Um, <laughs> uh, I finished Man Eater, one hundred percent of that game. Um, it's really good. It's but it's not gr- like it's not great. Um, it, it's a game though that like is released at the perfect price point for what it is. So, uh, if playing a shark that kills people and fights other aquatic life is your bag, then that is a great game for you. Um, I think the best part of it was doing the jumps to get the license plates uh, that are like kind of scattered all over the place. Do you eventually upgrade to get a higher jump? Uh, you you upgrade naturally because the shark can jump higher the, yeah. the, the bigger it gets. Um, okay, because there was like a couple license plates. Like I was trying to hundred percent the first area before. Yeah, you you can't do that. Um, yeah, I wish it would have like be... let me know that somehow. Because I was like, I feel like I can hit it. Like I would jump on the land and I'd be hopping on the land trying to get it. And I'm like, I can't get it. So so the trick is is that you have to kind of dive down and then sort of swim straight out of the water, hit the jump button, hit the dash button, um, and then hit the attack button to get extra hair, but you still won't be able to get higher until um, you're like like an uh, elder shark. 
Um, the shadow upgrades help a little bit with that. Um, this game is kind of like a really good uh, proof of concept, so I hope it does well and sort of gets a sequel. Um, it seems like a game that would get a sequel greenlit at some point because it had so much like word of mouth buzz. Yeah, but I mean, if word of mouth buzz doesn't translate to sales, then they probably wouldn't. Um, I, I hope this game has been doing well. I've heard a lot of good things, but again, that doesn't mean that people are buying it. Um, so it's it's uh it's very clearly like not based around a story though like that was what i have to say the most um but i was hoping the game would kind of even get weirder than it did um because watching your shark mutate into a monster basically was neat but it's um it it really i feel like it could have gone further and gone like full echo the dolphin aliens sort of stuff um <laughs> Just because it's hinted at, like they keep hinting at like some eldritch stuff, and it never really comes through. Um, Maybe the final evolution should have been the megalodon. Um, that'd have been sweet. Um, <clears throat> Ken. <clears throat> maybe maybe that's a thing, Ken. I mean, maybe I should go back and play some more of this. I got I got um, I got I, turned I, off by the grinding. Truthfully, so, so I guess spoiler because you said it um you do turn into a mega shark a megalodon is not what you turn into but you do turn mega into a shark. mega shark um which is referenced mega early shark. on um i mean Super it's ultra mega chicken <laughs> it's a reference that i don't get um Aquatine hunger force you don't watch Aquatine dude, hunger dude force? i have to sit down like i have just not had the time to sit down and watch it no <laughs> drew has billy tried to get me into that show multiple times billy witch only work with chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have HBO no, Max. Okay. It has the entire uh, run of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and I've been just been binging it for the last couple of days. I was just trying to figure out where I was again. Mega oh, Shark, yeah, yeah Mega Shark. It, it's that's it, not really a spoiler because they they foreshadow that like nothing else. Um, he says it like the uh, uh. Cajun fisherman that you follow via the storyline uh, says it multiple times that he wants to hunt a mega shark. So surprise, I suppose. Um, that mega that story shark. does have uh, the, the story. I'm drowning it out by interrupting. The <laughs> um, the, uh, the story does allude to that, but the story also goes places. Like there was some stuff that happened in like the. Uh, reality TV show portion that I was not expecting. Um, my my biggest criticism with that game overall, though, is not even so much the grinding, but the fact that uh, the electric abilities are locked behind fighting fishermen, which are the hardest thing to fight in that game. And they don't really serve a purpose once you have the shadow upgrades. So it's like, well... It takes so long to get all the electric ones. I'm not really sure why you'd want to. Um, yeah, it, that that was my biggest complaint because that helps early on, but then you're like, well, now I'm just like I don't have the full set. So I I, I ended up getting everything though. So um, I also played the Hunt Down. That's a really good shooter. Yeah. Um, I I think the thing that 
it feels good to play, but I think the thing that stands out to me the most is just how good the pixel art is. Yeah, um, the little details in the animation are super cool. And not just that, like they they specifically do like dithering and everything. Like that's such a very Sega Genesis thing to do. Um when you're getting the um mission briefing, the woman's hands that are knitting are reflected in the table, but it's like a three image um cycle. So it's like three different but it's like so well detailed that it's clearly like they've taken the images and just put them into p- pixel form. Like they've re- like drawn over them. Um, again, it's just, it feels like a Sega Genesis game to me, um, it, but it's really good. And, and just the boss fights are great. Uh, the weapons are cool. I really like that game a lot. So I'm writing my review for that. And the other game I played is a game called cloud punk. I've heard of uh, this game. It it's really neat. Um, so far, the story's really interesting. I'm a driver for a um, illegal package delivery service called CloudPunk, but it's sort of it's sort of like GTA because there's like a big open city you drive around in and you do missions. For actually, it's probably more akin to Driver because you don't. You get out of the car, but you never really do anything other than walk somewhere. Um, but uh, it's really good. Like you drive this hovercraft, and you can upgrade the hovercraft. Um, right now, it's a lot of plot, but there's just some stuff where I'm like, this is clearly going to be necessary at some point if they're offering it at the stores. Um, but the the world is so awesome to look at. It's like all voxel based, I think sure looks it um and just the lighting and the kind of cyberpunk look of like it always raining and the glow of the neon in the puddles and uh they just recently added like a third person mode and a first person mode so when i say third person it's like over the shoulder camera because it's always third person um you, you, but the camera used to be really pulled back, and now you can kind of go in and look into all the stores and see, like, oh, there's they've built a little bit of an arcade in this window and stuff, and there's a lot of stuff to find and explore. And um, I had to deliver a package, and then I had to choose whether I got rid of it or delivered it to its destination. But uh, so far, the writing has been the standout portion of it. I, I've I really like the characters, even though I haven't spent a lot of time with them. Um, at one point, uh, the AI comes on in the car, and I replace it with an AI that used to be in a dog body. So it's still, it, it basically ta- the person talks like they're like a dog. I'm excited. Do I get to see the new apartment? Like, I want to talk to the box, which is a mission where th- th- you're transporting a box with a robot head in it that wants to talk like it's 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 really interesting and i'm really glad i picked it up uh i'll be playing more of that i was uh surprised but the the fact that it seemed like this big open world and like a cyberpunk world and just some of the like one of the, i ran into a podcaster on the side of the road and <laughs> who wanted to talk to me but he ended up being a total dick and it was just like the conversation felt so natural. A big part of that's the voice acting too. Like the, everybody's really, really good. So uh, I'll be excited to see where that goes. 
Um, hopefully there's some car chases. I'm not looking for necessarily violence, but uh, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying that. That's it for me. All right. So I move on to the one, bit. Yeah. So um, I haven't played a lot. Um, I did play uh, with my son uh, some couch co-op on Minecraft Dungeons. Um, uh, yes. That's that's a good game. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's a good little Diablo game. Uh, ish. I, I, yeah, I think I think my biggest complaint with it is when you play solo, one level is kind of enough. Like you don't you don't really want to keep going, uh, and right. you can't pause it, which sucks. Yeah, yeah, that does suck. Um, there were there were multiple times where. We would try to, you know, equip something new that we just got and would be getting killed in yep. the process. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, and, it, you know, there's really no reason why you shouldn't be able to pause a game like that. Um, no, especially if you're playing in the offline mode, which it clearly asks you before you start the game. Right. Um, so uh, we played a decent bit of that. We played... Um, some uh golf with friends uh which is also really fun um we had a we had a lot of we had a lot of fun playing it's the you know mini golf but um some of the levels are cool and there's some interesting modes um and some interesting power ups in that game so we've played you know probably an hour or so of that and we'll probably play more of that uh in the coming week cuz he he enjoyed that quite a bit um other than that, I mean I played um Animal Crossing of course. Um I played some more um Darksiders. Um I'm at the part of that game that I remember uh disliking the first time I played it. Portals? Which yeah, which is the Ugh. portal level. Um, and it's, you know, that it wouldn't be so bad, um, if it wasn't so bloated. Um, but it's just, um, it, 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 from my perspective, you know, this is the second to last sort of act of the game. And, um, it really grinds everything to a halt. Um, you, you know, you get to the, to the thing and it's like okay i've got this level that i, I gotta go through and i gotta get the little portal gauntlet thing and then after that i can you know go back through this level and i gotta beat this guardian and then direct the beam back to the um the entryway to to help free that angel guy and if you only had to do that once even if it was a little bit longer than the first time you go through it if you only had to do it once it would be like okay yeah that was kind of a cool little diversion but you have to do the exact same thing three times. Um, and the, the levels, like the, the, the path to get to the guardian is not short. And then you got to go back through the same path, redirecting the beam the whole time. And again, it's like, if you had just done that once, um, it would have been cool, but to have to have to go back through and do it as many times as you do, um, it just gets tedious and um you know I, i'm 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 starting to feel like so i went back to this one because eventually i want to finish dark siders 2 
um, and ultimately three and Genesis and all, all the rest of them. Cause I never played three because I didn't finish two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, this is the first time in a long time that I can remember going back to a game that I really liked and being disappointed. Um, it, it just, um, it, it, I'm, af- I'm afraid that going back to it this time has kind of hurt my, per- um, my opinion of the game. Uh, just because it is a lot more tedious than I remember the first time around. Um, yeah, you hear a rude awakening for two then. I know, which is, so, <laughs> which is what, that was the next thing I was going to say is two was kind of tedious while I was playing it. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a little afraid to, to go back to that one. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, it's a good game and the story is good. It just really, really feels like they had about seven hours worth of story here and they turned it into a 15 or 16 hour game. Um, yeah. Another thing that really drags that game out is if you go for the what, what's the armor called? Abyssal armor. Yeah. Yeah. Like Which if you I, go I for have, that, and I've been doing that kind of stuff, but only because um, it's once you um, once you unlock all the little like wormholes and stuff, it's not as bad. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of regretting having done that, um, just because again, it's there's so much bloat in this game. Um, it, I mean, every level, honestly, is kind of like it, where it, you do something and it's like, oh, okay, cool, that was that was kind of fun, and then you have to do it so many more times, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Um, and rather than you know, oh, I got this new cool thing, give me you know an hour, an hour and a half's worth of content, uh, using it directly. And it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Now I can go back and I can do this or whatever, but I at least got to see what this stuff does. But instead it's like, okay, you unlocked, um, this portal gun, uh, here is, you know, four hours straight worth of content for this portal gun. And it's like, dude, I don't want to do this for four hours. (laughs) Um, you know, especially fighting what's essentially the same boss three times. Um, so I don't know. I, it has, it, uh, playing back through this has made it so, cause my plan was to jump straight from this into two. Uh, and I have completely decided against that at this point. Um, I'll, I'll I will go back and play two eventually, but it's not going to be right now. I need to take a break from dark siders once I finish this. Um, yeah. And, um, and I'm going to, so what I, what I've decided I'm going to do next is I'm going to, um, go back and play uh, Uncharted 3 since I never played that. Um, and then Uncharted 4 since I haven't played that either. Um, since nice. those are, you know, relatively short. Um, eight, ten hours, something like that, right, for, e- for each of them. If I remember, 3 is super long. Oh, is it really? I want to say it was like 15 to 20 hours. Oh, okay. All right. I, m- well. I might be misremembering that, but I think it was... I, I, 4, I think, took me a little over 10. I remember. Gotcha. Yeah, I know, you know, the first one obviously is pretty short. Um, so, and then the second one was, I feel like, around 10 hours. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I, I was originally thinking about going back and playing the first two, but I'm like, no, you know what? I think I remember enough of what happened in those two that I don't need to play through them again. Um, 
And uh, plus the first one, that's another one where when the first one came out, I loved it to death. Um, but I'm afraid if I go back and play it again, yeah, uh, I'm not going to like it as much. I don't have that fear about the second one since the second one basically took everything the first one did and made it better. Yeah. Um, the second one's, in my opinion, one of the, the best games of the last two generations. So um, I, I wouldn't have as much concern going back and playing the second one. But I'm the type of person that's like, well, if I'm going to go back and play the second one, I ought to go back and play the first one, too. Um, and I, I don't really want to do that. So I think I'm just going to jump back into three since I uh, never played that one. Yeah, I um, think that's smart. The first game is a little rough. Yeah. Um, and then I, I so I, um, other than that, I, um, I bought um, a pretty decent little load of stuff um, in the, uh, the good old game sale that's going on right now. Um, so I picked up uh, Torchlight 2, which I never played. Um, I picked up uh, Arx Fatalis um, for a dollar twenty nine or something like that, um, which is a game that's right in my wheelhouse. Um, and then I picked up um, the the other three Elder Scrolls games that I didn't have digitally, which were um, uh, Redguard uh, Arena and uh, oh, what's the other one? And that's going to drive me crazy until I think Battle Spire. Battle Spire. That's it. Thank you. Um, so I, uh, I, I actually the way it worked was I, I bought Red Guard and got Arena and, and Battle Spire for free. Um, once when you bought Red Guard, you got those two for free. So I didn't have those um, uh, digitally. So I uh, no, not not Battle Spire, not Battle Spire. Daggerfall is the one I'm thinking of. Daggerfall. Okay. Um, Battle Spire mm-hmm. is one of them, but that's not the one I've got. Daggerfall oh, okay. is the one that, I, that I'm thinking of. It's the second one. Yeah. Um, and then um, I also picked up because these games were such a huge part of my uh, youth, and I never made it all the way through the series. I picked up um, uh, seven Wing Commander games. Oh Lord! Uh, for a dollar a piece. Um, <sighs> So uh, I got Wing Commander 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, um, and then um, Wing Commander Academy and uh, Secret Ops, which came with uh, uh, Prophecy, I think. Um, so I got, I got those. Just And again, I, I bought all of those games for like 15 bucks. Um, and some of them were, were games that I either loved the first time around or... Um, never got a chance to play like Torchlight 2. So um, at some point, I'll dive into those as well. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at now. Eh, you know, if you can get all this old nostalgia for pennies on the dollar. Why right. Not? Yep. Yeah. And I mean, the I, I can't even um, calculate the amount of time I spent playing um wing commander one two and uh academy when i was in my teens like i i hundreds of hours in those games so um it'll be fun to to relive that a little bit i actually bought stuff from good old games too but it was not based on like it it was based on like this false nostalgia of stuff i've seen 
because back when you could go into a Walmart and buy PC games, yeah. you had that discount PC game wall on yep. like all discs, right? So like I had wanted to play the Dracula like point and click games forever. Oh yeah. And so I picked those up finally because like, you know, that's just not something you get to see anymore of all these old point and click games being available. So I saw them and I was like, oh well, there we go. Have to get that. And I also picked up Blade Runner. Finally. So I nice. finally get to experience that. You you couldn't wait on the remaster, I take it. Um uh, <sighs> A, because there's not a date set for the remaster. Oh. So I want to play that. Plus, um, I don't know if I can get the remaster for free with it. I, I'm not really concerned, to be honest with you. It doesn't so, play. So here's here's a, here's a gamble. You ready? you want to do a gamble? Will Anthony play Blade Runner before the remaster launches? Now you're just going to force my hand and make <laughs> me play it first. Come on, man. <laughs> you're supposed to do that outside of... You could have done that on Twitter where I wouldn't have seen. Oh, that's true. That's true. Did you, uh, Anthony, if you like, um, if you like vampire stuff, so a, a game that, that often flies under the radar because it was eclipsed by its much better sequel. Um, not really sequel, but next in the series. Did you play um, Vampire the Masquerade Redemption? Not Bloodlines, but Redemption. Yeah, Bloodlines is the first person one. No, I have not. It's, it's not bad. It's not great. Um, like it's not the best RPG I've ever played, um, uh, but for an early two thousands sort of uh, RPG, it was it was pretty decent, especially if you like um, vampire stuff. It wasn't even so much the vampire stuff. I just really like point and click adventure games. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, Leisure Suit Larry, love for sale. Nah, eh, not so much. But it's <laughs> a, a great game. I, I have all of them because they were like a dollar at one point for the whole collection, but I've never played them. Love for Sale is my favorite of that. that is that the one that got like a that has like an actual art style to it, and not just like pixels? Yes, if I remember okay. correctly, that is that's that's the one that has the fine dildo. Like he's got like a Waldo hat on. Okay. I like that game. I know it's it's the content is bad. It's like saying I enjoy playing Sinran Kagura, but I don't like the content of that game. Because <laughs> it creeps me out, but it's a good playing game. Yeah. If you like... Uh, so I, I still think my, my favorite point-and-click adventure of all time, and actually they um, they remastered it a couple years ago, was uh, Beneath a Steel Sky. I like that game a lot. I played... Th- that. Honestly, that's probably... The first point and click game I fell in love with. I when I had an iPod Touch, I bought that for like four bucks and loved it immediately. Actually, th- th- that's a lie. I the first one I played was Broken Sword on the Game Boy Advance. Nice. Yeah, I had that. Uh, uh, I had the I had the the CD ROM of the original uh, DOS uh, version of Beneath the Steel Sky, and uh, I I loved that game. Uh, I when I was the, in the mid, when in my mid-teens in the mid-90s, I played the remaster version, which added like a post-credit sequence. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to be working on a sequel, but I don't know if a sequel ever got released. Um, Beyond a Steel Sky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, oh, I think it's going to come to Apple Arcade first. Oh uh, boy. Yeah, I don't have Apple Arcade, so. Neither do I. Anyhow. Uh, anything else? 
No, 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 no. That's it. All right. Uh, so I spent a chunk of this week going back and revisiting the Dreamcast games that um, attempted to mimic the the uh, the keyboard and mouse controls. So I don't know if you remember. I think it started with Slave Zero. Might have been the first one, or or MDK Two, where you move and strafe with the face buttons, and then you aim with the analog stick. Yep. That totally took me a little bit to get back into the groove of. Yeah. Uh, although the the MDK games are, are both really good. Yeah, MDK Two. I'd forgot how good that game actually was until I, yeah. I booted it back up and. They the look goofy... a little rough now, but yeah, they're still pretty good. Yeah, I I I booted up MDK two and immediately just the the parachute like brought me right back into that game. Yep, that parachute is just it's iconic. Um, but I played a bunch of those on the Dreamcast this week. I played Slave Zero, MDK two, and Out Trigger. Which Out Trigger, I remember playing that game back in the day and being like, I kind of don't like this, and playing it now, I'm like, I still kind of don't like this game. So. Yeah, that was a fun little experiment to go through this week. I also booted up Parasite Eve and remember that like the opening of that game is like 12 years long. The freaking opera scene and the slow walking and the conversation. I'm just like, oh my god, do you ever get to play this game? This I like... skipped Parasite Eve completely when it came out. Because I yeah. knew it wasn't going to be in my wheelhouse. It is such vintage 90 square where like you are spending so much time with this plodding slow introduction dialogue and it's just CGI has also not aged super well. <laughs> the puppet looking CGI characters from the PlayStation era. Oof. Stuff is rough. Um, I did play through the entirety of a game, though, called Fractured Minds. Anthony, have you heard of this game? No. It was created by one girl, um, and it won, like, a, one of those IDG awards or something. It's essentially, like, a 15 to 20-minute experience of what it's like to have, like, um, like anxiety. Um, and it's really interesting. It's on Game Pass, which is why I played it. Um. But for example, like chapter one is you in a room uh, where the door is locked and you're trying to find a key. And like literally there is a key everywhere in the room, but it's the wrong key. And you just have to keep digging for the key and like words will pop up on the wall that says you're an idiot. You can't find the right key. And it's just. I don't know. There's something about the game that just it just really grabbed me and I played through the whole thing. Granted, it's only 15 to 20 minutes to play through the whole thing. Like each level had this super interesting theme of what it's and somebody who suffers, you know, from having anxiety about things. It's there are a lot of pieces of it that really kind of hit me over the head. But um, I really did enjoy playing through that, and it's it's a neat little experience. I found myself playing a ton of Saints Row the Third. Even after I wrote my review, I just kept playing it because I forgot how much fun that world is to just run around and how stupid it is. Like, I had forgotten about the mission where you take uh, Zemos to the boat, and basically it's called the Ho Boat. And you just rescue the, the hookers from the containers on the boat. God damn, that game is stupid. 
But I am I am having a ball going back through that game. It's just it is a fun game. Uh, I've played Project Warlock. I don't think I can actually talk about Project Warlock. No, goddammit, I want to talk to you about Project Warlock. Yeah, it's interesting, I will say that. Um, I definitely have a few gripes and issues with it, but... Uh, is that the one that's like the 90s shooter? Yeah, yes. yeah. It, it kind of reminds you of like Heretic or Hexen or something like that. Got it. I can talk about it because I played the PC version. My only real gripe with that game is that you don't know what the guns are going to do when you upgrade to them, and you can't choose the other one after you've made your decision because each gun has an, like two upgrade options, and once you upgrade, that's it. Yeah, like, the upgrade system seemed very convoluted. And I also don't like that you can't... I actually have two gripes. I don't like that you can't go back to previous levels. Oh, I hadn't even tried, so I didn't it, even know that. It's it, it wouldn't be upsetting if it weren't for the fact that there is a hub world, like that hub area. Um, at least you couldn't when I played, or I, I tried to. I couldn't go back. Maybe I have to finish the whole game. I was pretty close, and, um, and then I just ended up having to review something. But um, I, I I did like that game. I liked finding the secrets. Um, I. Because I don't, I'm going to ask a question, and if you can't answer, Ken, that's fine. Did you make it to the ice world? No. Okay. That, that I, was my, I just I just started it, so I'm that not... was my favorite area because, as a fan of a particular '80s movie, it was like really good. I will say <clears throat> that the game has some super weird um, sound effects, and it's very loud. Like it's much louder than other games on my console. I played the PC version, so I do not know if that is a yeah. console thing. I didn't have that issue, but I might have turned it down manually. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's weird. Like, there's a couple games that I play that are like the Hunt Down is another one that is super loud. When I boot it up, it's just like the audio is just blaring. Yeah, my TV is at uh, one volume, and yeah, I can hear everything just fine. Yeah, it's it's weird when you have like a sound. Like, I, I have a sound bar hooked up, so it's pulling, you know, uh, Dolby Digital. And sometimes it'll, like, some stuff is just louder than other things. And The Hunt Down and Project Warlock are two games that are very loud. So, um, I played Minecraft Dungeons. I'm almost, I think I'm almost finished with it. Um, and I'll write up my review, because they did send it to me early, so I'm going to write a review for it. But uh, I think I'm almost finished with, like, the main story campaign of that game. It is a game that, like I said earlier, I, I, I kind of can only handle one at most two levels per sitting. Uh, I don't know if it's because of the repetition or what, but I, I do enjoy it when I play it. Um, and the thing that I played the most this week, I think I'm about halfway through, is Shantae and the Seven Sirens. And I am really enjoying this game. It, you can definitely kind of see the evolution of Way Forward. Uh, in this series, whereas like the original games on the Game Boy Color, they were a little, you know, a little more low budget, uh, a little more, what's the word I used earlier, kind of convoluted in their structure, kind of a little hard to tell where you're supposed to go next. You can definitely see their evolution, and and in this one, I think one of the coolest additions that I like is, um, they they contracted out work for like animated intros. So there's an animated intro for the main game, and then every time you fight a boss one of the seven sirens, you get like this little animated cutscene, which is really, it's really cool. 
it's got some good music um and some decent voice acting with what little bit there is um one of the things that's kind of changed from the last one which was half gene hero is in that one you actually morphed into the animals whereas in this one you kind of just get their powers which allows you to move to another area so for example the first power that you get is this dragon that lets you dash left and right and will also stick you to walls so you can climb up and down walls um i just finished the dungeon last night where you get the (laughs) what do they call him like the bonk turtle or something like that, where you can do like a belly flop to break rocks below, and then you can charge up and do left and right attacks with it. Um, but it's 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 kind of different in the fact that you're not actually like morphing into the animals through your dance, but instead you just have the powers. The dances this time are used for the first dance you get is to like see hidden items in the environment. So you do the dance, and then it like uncovers some enemies and some hidden blocks that you can break. The second one you get allows you to heal yourself as well as make make trees grow. Um, but they've kind of stuck pretty much to the straight Metroidvania formula. It's got the same you know, block-style map, the different areas. The dungeon structure is interesting because the objective of the game is to save the... The premise of the game is that you and a bunch of other half-genies were doing a performance. They all get kidnapped. You go rescue them. Uh, once you rescue them, they give you their power, and then you fight the boss. So that's how the kind of dungeon structure works. Now, I have a, one. It's odd that you don't turn into animals because I think that was even in the first game, which I've never. I played mean, a when lot you of. do when you do the power, you turn into the animal, but it's not like you morph into them and can play as them. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, got like it. when they... you do the dragon move, she turns into a dragon, but then as soon as you jump off the wall, she turns back into Chanta. All right. Okay, as I say, it's weird if they just give you the powers now. Um, is it back to the old format where it's kind of a Metroidvania? Yeah, it's definitely a Metroidvania because every move you get, you have seen items around the world that you could use that on. Like the second one you get is a drill where you can drill through like underground dirt. Um, and then, like, the whole time you're playing, you'll see these dirt areas. Like, right now, I see a bunch of water areas that I can't go down in. I'm assuming eventually I get the ability to go underwater. So, Oh, um, also, this game has battle cards. I forgot to mention that. So, when you kill an enemy, sometimes they'll drop a card. And when you collect enough of those cards, you get that particular, like, um, uh, passive power. And you can equip three at a time. I like that. Yep. So like uh, one only... of them makes you drill faster. One of them gives you more gems when you when you get gems. There's little things like that. The only reason I asked about the Metroidvania thing is because Half Genie Hero went to a level structure. Yes, it did. This this is definitely more Metroidvania. Awesome. Yep. But uh, if you if you've ever been a fan of Shantae, which I, I think it's it's one of those series that is a hell of a lot better than most of the shit that gets attention, but nobody really talks about it. And if you had games with gold last month, I'm pretty sure which it was... Or no, it's this month that you get Pirate's Curse. That's one of the games with gold this month. Which is what I think is one of the best Shantae games. Yeah. So if you've never played one of these games, definitely check that out on Games with Gold this month because it is a a wonderful series for people who enjoy super high-quality Metroidvania-style games. Um, But I think that's... About it. I thought about replaying The Last of Us 2 before The Last of Us, and then I just decided I just don't have time to get through that within like two weeks. 
sorry, we're not cool. We didn't get a review code for the game. So there's that. <laughs> well, we can talk about what's coming out this week, but it's kind of depressing. There's not much of anything coming out this week. Uh, we've got Tour de France 2020. Uh, the Sims 4 Eco Lifestyle. Awesome P2. Not like P urination, like a P. I'm so glad you clarified that. Uh, yes. Because you never know. You, you really don't. I'm not doing Steam games, so I mean, even if I was doing those, you'd really not know. Uh, Depth of Extinction. Cyber Protocol. Buddies DX, Rigid Force Redux. Cyber Protocol, by the way, 100% sounds like it would be a Doom clone first-person shooter from the mid-90s on PC. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could also see it running in, like, the Duke Nukem engine. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, Anthony, you say it's a puzzle game. Yes. All right. It's a cool-looking puzzle game, but it's a puzzle game. I, I, I... That or it's an action game and it looks like Pac-Man. One of the two things. But it looks like a puzzle game from what I'm looking at. And then we were here together. Like, there's no big releases on uh, PS4 or Xbox this week. Speaking of also, which we did not talk about, Xenoblade Chronicles, that's because the person who's reviewing it is not on the show this week. That would be Drew. There's that. On the Switch, we've got Do Not Feed the Monkeys. Liberated. Takeover, Bridge, Strike, Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics, Night Squad, Pinball Lockdown, Strawberry Vinegar, Uh, The Outer Worlds finally comes to Switch, and They Came From the Sky. Bingo. That's it, man. It is like one of the most barren weeks of game releases I've seen in in months. All right, who wants to guess what Strawberry Vinegar is? A sequel I'm... to the mid '90s country song "Strawberry Wine." <laughs> I'm gonna guess a waifu. I'm going to just give it to Ryan, even though Ken is right, because Ryan's answer was fantastic. Damn it's a it. Cute comedy visual novel about a gluttonous demon and a cynical young girl center on the most important thing in life food. Okay. The switches. Uh, but I did look up also because I was curious. They came from the sky, and it is a. Um, it is like an arcade game. I'm assuming you play as the UFO. Yes, you play as a UFO and you have to capture people. I really I really like the pixel art, but it looks like it's a single screen arcade game, but it should be cheap. It's only four bucks on Steam, so whatever. Um I guess speaking of the um free games this month, PlayStation Plus is Call of Duty World War Two and Star Wars Battlefront Two. So if you want to get your multiplayer on, you can do that. Uh, Games with Gold, as we mentioned, is Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Also, Destroy All Humans. 
I, for the life of me, I was scrolling to try to find this while I, I vamped, and I cannot find the other two games. I do not remember what they were. I know one of them was um, something about coffee. I'm looking it up. It's um, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, Coffee Talk, Destroy All Humans for Xbox. Coffee Talk. And I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Cinemora. Ah, oh, Cinemora, the, the yeah. Suda 51 shoot 'em up. Crazy but shoot 'em up. But it's the 360, but it plays on Xbox One. Yeah, but there's an Xbox One version, one version. too. Yeah. Which is hilarious that they gave away the Xbox 360 version. Like, yeah. Speaking of backwards compatibility, Microsoft announced this week that uh, the Xbox Series X is going to play every game, which we already knew, but a lot of 360 and original Xbox and Xbox One games with the Xbox Series X will be upgraded with things such as HDR, and games will run up to as much as 120 frames a second for backward compatibility games. And this is just straight out of the box. This is not new versions of these games. This is just the hardware doing that to these games. Will so that basically break... the X... oh. What's that? You say, will that break things like Dark Souls? Where like certain I think things that's... are linked to frame rate? So I think that's what... That's why they stopped doing adding games to backwards compatibility, is to go in and make sure the hardware is treating all these games the way it should. So I'm assuming that the hardware is where all this stuff is happening. So if a game like Dark Souls needs to be locked to 30 frames a second, maybe it just stays locked to 30 frames a second. You know what I mean? Yeah. But okay. basically when you buy a Series X, it launches with probably about 4,000 playable games. Including every game that you've purchased up to this point. Whereas Sony has straight out come out and said, the PS5 is the PS5, and all of the games we release on the PS5 will not also release on the PS4. So, definitely two different strategies going forward here. I see the pros and cons of both, for sure. But uh, it'll be interesting to see which one is more widely accepted by the public. Not the fanboys, the public, because I get tired of hearing of plastic box defenders. Y'all are fucking stupid. Plastic box defenders. That sounds like a Saturday morning cartoon, right? Come on, right after Captain Planet. One hundred percent. It also sounds like they would have like uh, toys in the uh, toy section next to the GI Joes, mm-hmm. and like on the back of the box, there are six different characters, but the toy store only carries the same character. So there's like fifteen copies of the one guy. <laughs> It's a very specific memory that you're <laughs> that you're hitting. Yeah, but I'm totally feeling it. I totally feel it. Uh, speaking of the PS5, there is an event on Thursday. Um, PS5, the future of gaming. Sounds like a radio broadcast. The future of gaming. Yeah, very uh, so curious the- to to see what happens in that, um, and how much additional clarity we get. On the system. Yeah, I, I think we will probably see the box. I do not believe we will see the price. I'm still wondering when these prices yeah, are going to come I mean, they out got, because these, they they, gotta, these guys are playing chicken, man. They got to say it soon. It's, I mean, if, if they're going to launch in the fall, it's, yeah. it's June. 
Yeah, right? We need pre-orders, man. We need to get out there, and, and they need to figure out how many they're going to need to ship and all that fun stuff. Not to mention, I want to pre-order. I know the pre-order page for the Series X went up this week, but it does not have a price yet, so you can't actually order it, but it, it, it kind of hints that it's coming sooner rather than later. So, I don't know. Uh, rumors I've been hearing about the PlayStation 5 is that it is a traditional box. Looks like the PS4 Pro, except it's a lot fatter. It's a thick boy. So, Thick boy. It's a thick boy. Well, I guess maybe we'll find out on Thursday. Maybe. But not. I'm, ass- I'm assuming we're going to see like uh, a few first party. Basically, Sony's going to do everything to make the Microsoft thing from May look even worse than it already did. So. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I mean, they, they've got to. So, I mean, they got to they got to do something pretty substantial. Um with all the sort of backwards compatibility news and stuff like that that's come out for Xbox. I think they've got to they got to really put something out there that makes people stand up and take notice and say, "Yeah, you know, you may not be able to carry all your other games over, but look what we can do." Yeah. And look what's I, coming so you won't care about the old stuff. Yeah. I think that's I think that's kind of going to be their strategy cuz I know I don't know how many times I've seen the rumor about PS2, PS3, PS1. Work. I'm going to assume PS5 is only going to play a handful of PS4 games. I don't think it's going to play anything further back than PS4, except for on PlayStation Now. I don't think we're going to get native PS1 and PS2 on there. Definitely not native PS3. I think the only thing I'm really interested in at this point is what this box actually looks like. I, like, from the from the rumor that I read this morning, it's got rounded edges and it's fat, but it's it's a yeah. standard like flat box. Because I've hated that bloody uh, whatever it's called, um, you know, the one that looks like some sort of futuristic spaceship. Oh yeah, the, the dev kit. Yeah, the dev no, kit. No, it doesn't. Supposedly, it doesn't look like that. It looks like a pro, but it's fatter. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's the rumor I read this morning. You know, rumors are rumors. You take them with a grain of salt. But I don't know. Maybe we'll see the box this Thursday. I, I have no idea. We've seen the controller. So why wouldn't we see the box? Uh, Sony has also come out and said that the PS5 price and launch supply is not going to be affected by the events of the world, the pandemic. I will be very interested to see how hard it is to get either one of these consoles this fall. I know as soon as they go up for pre-order, I'm going to pre-order mine, but I will be interested to see if they will be like just available this fall. Uh, there's a Borderlands movie. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I had heard rumors yeah, I knew, of it. I knew they were making one. So it's apparently directed by Eli Roth, uh, and the reason it's in the news this week is that Kate Blanchett has joined the Borderlands movie as Lilith. I yep. I don't feel like I know enough of the characters in Borderlands to even... Care? Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Sure. Lilith is the... Um... I, I know who the... she is, because okay. she is like the main character of... Siren, yeah. She's two. basically... Yeah. Well, she's kind of become the main character of the series, but... <laughs> Uh, whatever. Um, I didn't play three because I was afraid it was going to break my Xbox. So yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. Um, I just don't know if this 
like we've talked about before like i don't know if this is gonna work because like you're kind of done with the humor right yeah it it doesn't really do anything for me anymore so like is that gonna translate well to a movie and even if it does are people gonna uh, maybe i shouldn't be speaking for everybody i'm sure a lot of people loved borderlands 3 i just don't hear people talk about it like borderlands 2 I I really honestly don't know. I anything you announce Borderlands lately after three, like after the the shit show that was three, and and I'm not necessarily speaking of the game. The game was kind of the same shit, different day mentality for me. But after like kind of the flop of how I felt about three, I just don't care. Truthfully, so I don't know. I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm not. I'm not speaking for the majority because that game still sold a fuckload of copies. But uh, Borderlands just really doesn't do anything for me. Um, Before I get to the big boom, I'm just checking more stuff. No Man's Sky is coming to Game Pass in June. Interesting. So if you've not played that game yet, you can now play it on Game Pass. I don't think I have anything else. I don't know. It's Sega. Let's talk about it. So, in addition to the PlayStation 5 reveal this week, there's also another announcement happening this week that has come out of a couple of rumors and a couple of reports, and it involves Sega. And the most interesting quote in all of this, normally if you said Sega was making an announcement, you would be like, oh, okay, well, they're announcing a new game. They're announcing this, they're announcing that. This one was billed as being as impactful as the announcement of the PS5. So the obvious first rumor, the one that's floated for God since the beginning of this console generation, is that Microsoft is purchasing Sega. I feel, and Anthony and I were talking about this before the show, I feel like the new rumor about this is a little more believable because I don't think Microsoft would buy Sega. Like, that's a huge investment. Although, imagine if Microsoft all of a sudden took the Persona series away from Sony. That would be kind of crazy, right? I also think, like, maybe I have this information wrong, but I've also heard that Sega is publicly traded. And I, I don't know anything about that. And if that's the case, like that couldn't happen without us hearing about it long before. Like sure. the announcement would happen the same day. As... So, yeah. So the rumor that's coming from what I've read in the last couple of days is that, and, and kind of stay with me on this one. Supposedly Microsoft has worked out a deal with Sega to release the Xbox Series X in Japan under the Sega name moniker. (laughs) Really? Yes. So this would be basically like Sega's new console, but it would actually be the Series X. And part of this deal would also involve revitalizing some old Sega franchises? Or the Xbox? In Japan only? Uh, they would come here, I'm sure. Would it be lame to say I'd specifically buy a Japanese? <laughs> Just because you want the Sega logo on the Xbox? You know it. That's kind of that's kind of rad, actually. You know what would be great is if they did this, and then in America they do a Sega 
themed console. Like call it like the, the the Xbox Series Dreamcast or something. They would they would they would pick me up by the ankles and shake every dime out of my pocket. I, I, I I'd have to give in. If this means that possibly more Sega games, because like we were talking about before the show, you know, Microsoft's kind of been like hanging out with Sega lately. Like they redid you know Fantasy Star Online. They brought the console, brought the Windows 10 in America. Um, they really have been pushing Yakuza uh, like a dragon for the Xbox Series X. Imagine if a bunch of the Sega franchises made their way over to Xbox now. What if Persona makes its way over to Xbox? What if, you know, Microsoft fucking bankrolls uh, Skies of Arcadia 2? I get Wombat's attention with that one. Yep, you sure did. A new Panzer Dragon Saga. No crazy Taxi comes back. Uh, fucking Dexter Holland comes out and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go, Crazy Taxi 3. You know what I mean? I mean, that's cool, right? That that's, it reminds you of when Microsoft and Sega were hanging out back when the original Xbox came out. You know, they did Panzer Dragon Order. They did Toe Jam and Earl 3. They did Crazy Taxi 2, you know. Yeah, all the Dreamcast stuff like that they were working on that they were like, oh, we don't have a console anymore. And then Microsoft decided to pick it up. Yeah, if you, I, I know that people hate to think about it, but if it wasn't for Microsoft, nobody would have got to play Shinmu 2. Back in 2001. Because it didn't come out in the US. It only came out in Europe and Japan. Dreamcast. So. I don't know. It's it's an exciting thing to think about. We don't have to wait long to find out what it is. Because apparently it's happening this week. The Sega Xbox. <laughs> or as Cartman would say. The Sega Dreamcast. Oh but god, still, the import fees of that console would kill me, but I'd have to do it. You'd buy a Sega branded Xbox Series I'm X. Such a lame ass person that I would. Yes, I would. I would spend more money to get that, like an asshole. Ugh. Sounds like a country god, song, like an asshole. Oh. Anyway. So there you go. Oh, one of the things I forgot to mention during the discussion of the PS5 is that Sony put out a mandate that I think at the end of June, every game going forward for the PS4 has to be compatible with PS5. It's actually, um, uh, I think, mid-July. Cause it's is like it mid-July? Right, it's like right before Ghost of Tsushima comes out. Oh, shocking, right? Yeah. Uh, Sony has clarified that The Last of Us 2 will work on PS5. Question is, will it be enhanced? I don't know. Well, probably because it's a first-party game. I would guess, yeah. I would think all the first-party stuff will be. I think Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us 2 will kind of get a PS5 update when the system launches this fall. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Um, Here's an interesting one. Supposedly, Kojima had a major project in the works after Death Stranding, and it's been canceled. Uh, but they they are in the planning stages for the next game. So whatever he was doing after that. Did, did we? We didn't talk. Speaking about Kojima, and sort of a long-winded way, um, Silent Hill: Dead by Daylight. Oh yeah, Dead by Daylight's getting a Silent Hill pack, which is uh, licensed to Konami. 
I've heard that that is that changes the game in a significant way. That pyramid head doesn't like have to hang them up by like meat hooks. He puts them in like another dimension. Okay. You know, like the other world from Silent Hill. You mean the one so, where that annoying sound is playing all the time? I don't know about that actually being in this, but yeah, I've heard that it's it, he plays a bit differently than the other characters, and uh, of course that reignited rumors that Sony is buying Silent Hill. I've heard the Silent Hill Sony rumor so many times that it can't possibly be true at this point, because if it was, I would know about it. Yeah, it's... Um... I would not be shocked to see Silent Hill come back, but I very seriously doubt that Sony bought it. But I think everybody's hope is that, um, you know, they, Sony gets it back, they talk to Kojima. You know what? You, you're just grasping it, you're grasping at straws. At hey man, one. I'm just saying this is stuff I've read. You know, well, I've read it. I've read that the PS5 will still play PS2 games That's natively. Fair. I heard I'm that just... yesterday. No. Mother three, everybody. Metroid Coming. Prime trilogy. <laughs> the there was a rumor that was uh there was supposed to be a Nintendo drop this weekend, which clearly, um, as of my I'm looking at my watch, we have exactly eleven hours left before that is that one has been proven false. So. Anyway, whatever, man. I get tired of all this rumor shit. I love when shit just drops and nobody knows about it. That's my favorite thing. You're just sitting around all of a sudden, as, like like Nintendo last week, like, hey, here's Paper fucking Mario. It's coming out in July. You didn't even know this shit was happening. Boom, motherfucker. I think. Scrolling through, I don't see anything else. Might be done with news. All right, you ready for this email, Anthony? Kill me. Yep. Uh, we got an email from Mookie. Anthony's prepared. His butthole is puckered. He knows what's coming. I want to get... Hi, guys. I want to get... I want to be get uh, to the bottom of this quick before I talk about something other than since I've been a listener for a long time without ending emails or tweets that it's usually ignored and maybe it's not the fault of any of the crew. I've noticed that the crew obviously plays certain games and doesn't categorize itself on others. Let's say we have the Overwatch guys and the recently the Animal Crossing guys. Obviously, there's no CSGO or Arma 3 guys here. And I, for one, is a long-running Rainbow Six Siege guy myself and DJ Max Respect 5 guy. So here's my beef. I noticed that one of your episodes you guys spoke heavily about a game, uh, a game genre that you think it doesn't work and think that only one game executed it better, which was Evolve. So I personally think that's inaccurate because I personally can say the depth and Dead by Daylight does it better. Adding that one of your new member, Mr. Know-It-All, Mr. I Love Cutting People statements said something about the limitations of dead by daylight bitch this is one of your obvious problems aside from cutting people's statements is you end up talking too much as if you know that and your statement is the be all end all stop man step back and listen because you're going to have a statement from a gaming veteran since the atari 2600 this is very this is a very aggressive email yeah super aggressive uh did okay. it occur to you to think of a second quote less if more 
maybe that's all we need from playing Dead by Daylight. Not as expansive or as large from the buggy and damaged since launched Friday the 13th, which I'm pretty sure we said was kind of garbage. Maybe that's all we need to have from the game and put more horror-themed DLCs. I, for one, love my experience with Dead by Daylight, even if it was short because I finally found fun in the game. With all respect and love to ZTGD, maybe the new Predator gameplay wasn't as great, but other people I know love the experience. Uh, maybe Anthony here didn't see the angle of things. Slow down, please. I miss listening to the other crew's opinions. We, we, we drop our opinions all the time. Yeah, we, we all talk. Yeah. We all tell Drew to shut the fuck up. That's how that works. <laughs> 4G radio isn't about one person, but the whole crew. It's always, we all talk. We all talk. Uh, he says, Drew used, to be, Drew used to be like this, but he grew out of it. Maybe because I'm getting too old for this shit. Uh, also, try not to end your statements with go fuck yourself. That's a fair <laughs> point. Go fuck yourself, Anthony. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that's my rant. I just wanted to make my voice heard. Well, as always, we, we appreciate you writing in um i i have to sorry no no because ahead, it was about ahead. me i just want to um that was the nicest rant i've ever and i hate saying that it, like seriously that is a i thought when we talked about this before the show um uh, because ken gave me a heads up uh i thought that was going to be a lot worse <laughs> so i was like really preparing myself to take a beating but i think all those things are fair um like I said at the beginning of the show, though, um, last week was terrible. Um, and uh, I, I was trying to work on that, but there was, and I'm sure it came throughout, it came out in the show, but um, like I said, the dog at the end, I was having really bad internet troubles in the house I was in because um, I was out. Uh, I was staying at my mother's outside of the house. I was in a trailer outside of the house, uh, social distancing and that. But then I went into their basement and then the internet just continuously started to crap out. So uh, I was just trying to, like, I had audio issue uh, issues before the show. Um, you know, there's plenty of issues throughout that week. So I do want to apologize for last week. But, uh, I mean, other than that, like, you know, it, it, this is stuff that even Curtis brought up before. So it's not like it's not something to address and I'll uh, do better. Go fuck yourself. I didn't say that. <laughs> I did it. No, I'm just making sure everybody no. knows that was you. <laughs> I think people recognize Ken's go fuck yourself at this point. No, I just really want to make sure that Ken stands out as an asshole. I'm going to just try to start deflecting oh, we, all, we, all we've been to, known to that. Ken. Yeah, no, I, I really, it's never been a secret. No, I know, but I really just want to make it clear that Ken's an... Oh, I want to <laughs> make it clear that Ken's a bigger asshole than me. It's not oh. the... You gotta. It's not that you gotta run fast out, run a bear. You just gotta run faster than whoever's with you. Ken's That's the true. guy I'm trying to outrun. That's true. You're That's true. Ken's ahead in the asshole race. Yeah, that's been behind been whatever. Shtick. Yep. Been my shtick for yeah, thirteen years, fourteen. I don't fucking know. Don't yeah. Care. Listen, we always have to have someone on the podcast that's the angry one. So. <laughs> Surprised we haven't replaced the intro with me saying "go fuck yourself." <laughs> I I can't get he doesn't record music anymore, so I can't no, do he it. He really doesn't. Oh damn! Yeah, uh, we we brought it up to have him do a new song, but he just doesn't really do anything anymore. So that's cool. I'll keep using it because it's still still on brand. 
and it's still got the wombat two in it. Exactly. Which exactly. is the most on brand thing about it. That's true. Other than the dragon, the dragon. Yes. Pretty on brand yes. too. Um, no, we. I, I totally get it, and I was pointing out to Anthony this weekend. People, people beat the shit out of me on Twitter this week because I said something they didn't like. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come right out, and I, and you know what? If you, if you worship a plastic box, you're dead to me. Get the fuck out of my face. I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to go that far that quickly. I just don't care. I, I'm sorry, but if, if mm, I can't, like I was. Ex- when so when Sony announced the PS5 event was coming, I'm stoked. I want to see the PS5. Like that's cool shit. But if you need to mention the word Xbox in your excitement for the PS5 reveal, get the fuck out. The PS5 reveal has nothing to do with the Xbox. It has to do with PS5 and new games, man. I don't give a shit. I think the conversation between all of us has been what are you buying first, not yeah. what are you buying. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and I and I don't care what you buy. That's you're the motherfucker playing the games. I don't care. Like I shit on The Last of Us with Drew uh frequently. Well, not The Last of Us, just naughty dog games in general. But I know people like them. I would never like I would never spoil The Last of Us 2 for anybody. Um I only shared that with Drew because I know people want to engage with it. Um yeah. You know, it, it, and it's like that's a thing you're only going to get on a PlayStation console. So if you're invested in that, that's awesome. Like, you know, I, I'm glad people like series and want to support them. Um, you know, that's the reason why I wanted a PS3. I only got a 360 because it was cheaper and I was working a part time job and it could play, you know, next gen games as well. So, um, you know, I, I there's a there's a level between being excited for one more than another and defending a box to the death as if they can't both exist as they have been for years now. Yeah, who gives a shit? As long as they all thrive, who gives a flying fuck what they do? I I don't care. I really don't. That being said, PS4 sucks. This Xbox, next Xbox. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> PS4. That's the current console. As you can see, I'm a bit out of it today. Yeah, I don't. I, whatever. I was joking with. I, I joked with John on Friday because we got codes for all the 2K shit on the Switch, and I asked him if he wanted to do one, and he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "I know it's, it's shitty third-party games on the Switch. I mean, what's the fucking point?" <laughs> Just kind of joking about it. I was like, oh, by the way, they released Bioshock on the Switch. Also, the same day, they patched the Xbox One X version to be in 4K. Just to kind of rub it home even further. They're like, yeah, this thing looks like shit. I assume they at least look like the PS3, Xbox 360 versions. I didn't play them, so I have no. I still have codes for Borderlands and, and Bioshock, and nobody oh, wants Bi- them. Bioshock is the one I was just thinking of. I really, as long as Borderlands doesn't look like the Vita version. Oh God! Oh, that Vita version is um awful. Remember when they put out a PlayStation VR version of Borderlands too? Yeah, I've heard people liked it, sort of. Um, I really didn't hear much about it. Uh, and when I did, I only heard positive things. That's the, that, yeah, that's, I, I get it, but it's just. It just 
felt weird that it was just another release of Borderlands 2. That, that motherfucker's like reaching Resident Evil 4 status at this point. <laughs> yeah. By the there. way, the handsome, the handsome collection is free on Epic Store right now. I know, which is funny because they just released what did they what did they call it? The legendary edition on Xbox and PlayStation, where it's like all three, uh, yep. Borderlands, Borderlands Two, and the and uh, blah, 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 what's the third one? The fucking space one. What's it called? Pre sequel. Yes. Pre sequel. So they so they had a bundle of just the two, and now they got a bundle of all three, which is fifty bucks. Or you can just go to the Epic Game Store and get it for free, where you can buy it on the Switch and have a downgraded version for fifty dollars. Yep. I mean, however you want to waste your money, that's fine. Or just get it free. Also, um, just because we brought up the Epic Game Store, I really just hope that they upgrade their bloody like interface. Otherwise, I haven't had an issue with using the Epic Game Store, but that interface is just... Yeah, the couple times I, re- I when I redeemed GTA, I was like, wow, this is kind of shit. It's it's just not user friendly. Like I I think the downloading like, like the the library I just wish was like a list. Um, I wish it was a little bit cleaner looking. I do like the fact when it's downloading, it slowly adds color to the image. I think that's visually interesting. But like I don't need it to be visually interesting. I just want to play the games. Um, I'm not saying steals Steam's setup, but like I do prefer it for a reason. I'm not saying steal Steam setup, but um. No, Steel, but I mean, like, Steel even, Steel even yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, even, it's just, like, or look at even uh, GOG, like, the setups are better there, like, just look at other storefronts on how they're doing it, because, like, the storefront is not great, and the library isn't great either. Shit, um, I, I missed um, two pieces of news I want to hit up, but go ahead and finish. No, that was it. Perfect timing. Um, so, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there was a new Xbox update out this week. Um, which changes the guide to allow you to like rearrange it. Uh, also, in the midst of all this, the news out of this was um, when the update went live, um, a new app downloaded that nobody knew what it did. It was called Mercury. Uh, supposedly, this is a new feature that's coming to Xbox. It's a reworking of the store. Hallelujah. Yeah, so maybe that store it'll... is awful. Yeah, it's. I mean, all bo- all the stores are terrible in their own way. Yep. Yep. Like the PlayStation Store is convoluted as fuck. I can't find anything. The Switch Store is slow as balls and is a website. And the Xbox Store is confusing as shit as to where stuff is. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they update with that store because it all of them need an update, but at least one of them is getting it right now. So PlayStation. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. PlayStation, PlayStation Store. store um, my my biggest issue is when you're searching for something. Because unfortunately, that's kind of how you have to navigate that store. Yeah, no um, shit, right? I don't like you. They they have a keyboard built into the OS, right? Like it pops up mm-hmm. on screen. Yeah. Why can't I use that? Instead, they make you go through and like slowly type it out letter by I letter. They, so I thought they show, changed that. Do they? I haven't used it on on the console forever because that was so okay. annoying. Yeah, I so think if they, they changed that. Yeah, good. they. I think they finally did. Oh. <laughs> excuse me, they did finally update that because yeah, that thing was a pile of shit. Because that's what forced me to use like the PC version. Um, yeah. the same with the Xbox Store. Like, it's just they're so user unfriendly that I just end up using that to access all the purchasing and stuff. Yep. Yep. 
Okay. I, sorry, I apologize, then. I'm incorrect, but I, I, I thought that was still the case. Uh, that's that's good. That was the worst issue with me for using the PSN. Uh, the other story is a little smaller, but super exciting. Uh, SNK announced a Samurai Showdown collection. Uh, right. Two versions of games that were never released in the U.S. I think it's Samurai Showdown 5 Perfect is what it's called. Um, but the most exciting thing about this collection, and normally it's not as big a news story, but this is built by, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm struggling for this. Frank Cifaldi, I think is his name. Yes. Uh, his it's team. The, it's uh, Backbone Entertainment Digital. Yes. Eclipse. The guys that did the SNK um, collection, which was fucking phenomenal. And they did the first Mega Man collection, and they did the Disney Afternoon yep. collection. Um, so this is going to be people. quality. Um, and it is coming to everything. Uh, Xbox, PS4, Switch, and PC, I want to say. I think it's coming... The, the rumor's been that it's coming free to Epic Game Store first. Yeah, it'll be available for like a week for free. I think wow, nice. Store. Yep. And, and just to follow up, Ken, uh, Samurai Showdown 5 Perfect never came out. Okay, so it didn't even come out in Japan. No. Okay. From from what I'm reading, uh, I, I mean, maybe that maybe that is a tr- an issue with like no one having knowing knowing that, but apparently it was made and never put out. Like it was finished and then just never saw the light of day. Nice. So yeah, so I, I didn't awesome. I didn't want to drop that and not talk about that because normally a collection I wouldn't think too much of it if I missed it. But the fact that it's being made by Backbone means that if you're into Samurai Showdown at all, you should probably buy this. Um, did they do the um, Street Fighter one, or was that Capcom internal? I don't know who did that package. I'm just trying to see what else they've done now, because it is all stuff that people should... Uh, um... <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next email while yeah, you're looking. Go but ahead. It's from Antonio, and the email is entitled, N4G Apple G's. <laughs> that was my favorite story, by the way, Brian. Uh, sup, fellas? I too have a story about Applebee's. Oh, was, I'm so glad to hear it. When I was 21, I applied for a dishwashing position. Got a call sometime later to schedule an interview. Scratched up a little money I had put in a gas. Uh, I had to put gas in the car and made the trip to the south side of town to Applebee's. Interview went well, but at the end, the perky lady told me that they had already made the new hire, uh, but would consider me if anything opened up. When I tell you I've walked back to my car pissed, I freaking mean it. I was a broke college student who just drove to the under, other end of town for a waste of an interview that also wasted my time, money, and gas. I have never eaten anything from Applebee's before, and I vowed I would never eat uh, after that day. <laughs> yeah, that's some bullshit. Uh, now on to video games. Fuck, oh my god, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat 11. I really enjoyed both. Oh, the I haven't downloaded it yet. Okay, I have. I can talk about okay, it. Okay, seeing as we're all interrupting. Ken, how dare you not talk about this? I totally, like... You have one thing we expect you to bring to this podcast. Overwatch. Okay, two <laughs> things we expect you to bring to this podcast. Hey, right. what's, what's, hey, the, what's really... the time stamp? What's the time stamp? One hour, 20 minutes in? Oh, you First mentioned Overwatch earlier. Overwatch. Bullshit. You mentioned Overwatch what, earlier. What did I say about Overwatch? You did say the word. You said, said the word. It was, it was when you were reading the email, though. So I don't know if it counts. Oh, okay. So it doesn't Luke's matter. email it, said the word Overwatch. Okay. Bullshit. He had to read it. He could have gone murmur. 
<laughs> Should be like a sensor filter on this podcast when you listen to it. The word Overwatch is replaced by Fred Flintstone. Or all the all the swearing is still there, but we only censor Overwatch. Yeah. To hear about that fucking beep when talking about Overwatch. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I'll talk about Mortal Kombat. Like you said, I really enjoyed both the free and paid DLC that dropped last week. Unfortunately, I've suffered three crashes during the middle of towers, which is obviously really annoying. Other than that, I'm still making my way through Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I love this game to death, but the scope and depth is way too much, in my honest opinion. Almost it's 70, very big. Almost 70 hours in, and I've barely stepped on half the map. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. Yeah, I think I think I am at 140 or something like that, and I never finished the second DLC. Jesus Christ. I mean, the not when I say second DLC, I mean the second group of the second DLC. Oh my god. This is a game that didn't need DLC. That's true, honestly. Although the, the, the first DLC was actually pretty good. I heard the Atlantis DLC is absolutely phenomenal, but I just can't make it there. I keep the, trying. I, yeah, I, the first level is pretty cool. I'm inevitably going to be like, Ken, don't give me anything. <laughs> For two weeks, I have to pour myself into Assassin's Creed. You'd have to play it every day, every minute of every day for you two weeks. You underestimate me. I put 170 hours into Final Fantasy 15 in a month. Yeah, but this is longer, and you said two weeks. All right, well, Ken, I take time <laughs> off of work, too. That was That was working a full-time job overnight, going home, and playing that game from like the moment I wake up to my inevitable nap before work as well. I cannot believe I forgot to talk about aftermath. So how's this, the? You got to tell me how the how the DLC story is. The story is good. It's about three hours long. Um, it focuses a lot on the DLC characters. So like Sindel, Shang Tsung, um, Nightwolf is in there. Ujin, like those are the main characters. The story's good. My issue with it is that it's that time travel bullshit on top of time travel bullshit. Yeah. So like there are scenes in that game where I'm like rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh my fucking god. So, and and you do not get the original compact combat pack characters with this DLC, right? You still have to buy the combat pack separate. If you well, buy Aftermath, it does not have combat pack well, one. Well now hold on. Let me let me refer to you let me refer you to this chart. Because there is a version that comes with combat pack one but not the base game. Yeah, that's the Aftermath collection which has everything for sixty dollars. Uh, 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 no, but that, that includes comes with the, the game. base game, right? Yeah, I'm that includes sure. the base game, the combat pack, and Aftermath. It's but I'm pretty bucks. sure there's an Aftermath version that comes with the combat pack. Uh, that's, 50, that's $50, I think. Good I think it's God. 40 It's forty for Aftermath, 50 for Aftermath with the combat pack, and 60 for Aftermath combat pack and vanilla Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. My brain just leaked out my ear. Also, by the way, the free shit is fucking awesome. You're talking oh, that bet. level. Four new stages. Yeah. Thirty-two friendships added. <laughs> and three stage fatalities. Three 
total stage fatalities or three new stage fatalities? They didn't have stage fatalities in the original. Right, that's what I mean. Like the, yeah. the, only the three new levels got stage fatalities, no, 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 or they no, went no. back and added stage fatalities to old levels too. One of the new stages has one, which is the Deadpool, obviously. Right. Um, and then two of the old stages had them added. Gotcha. Which two? Uh, that's the one with the. I don't remember the names of these fucking stages. It's the one with the swinging. Like the hair, like the the thing that swings from the ceiling with spikes on it. That oh yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Yep. That one. Um, and then the other one is the desert. I want to say. Oh, okay. The only I one think, I've ever loved was the pit. I don't think um, holding down works in the Deadpool, which made me sad. I tried it, and he didn't go. Oh, well. <laughs> sad. I still think that. Mortal Kombat 2 has the best stage fatalities. Yeah. Uh, also, the best uh, stage that they've added is called the Retrocade. I don't know if you've seen this. I have seen this. So if you do an environmental interaction off of the projector, it changes the background level. That's awesome. And in the background, there are Midway Arcade games. So Super like, cool. there's a Rampage machine, there's a Primal Rage machine. There's a standee for Mortal Kombat Deception, which has the big logo on it that says Mortal Kombat Online for the first time. Nice. It's pretty, like that stage, like that is the only stage I want to play on. And it has the music too. So like if you're in the dead, the, the living forest, it plays the music, the original. So good. I, I, in hindsight, I feel like we were ripped a Mortal Kombat character from Lego Dimensions. What? With the Midway Arcade Pack. Oh yeah, oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of little details in the background. I think I tweeted a photo on Twitter of the Retrocade stage where you could see Rampage and Primal Rage in the background. Um, but yeah, that's uh, and DLC is the the free stuff is pretty fucking fantastic. The the paid stuff. So RoboCop is better than you think he is. He's pretty fun. Shiva, who I expected to hate, I actually really enjoy. Fujin, the character that I thought I was going to like the most, I think is my least favorite of the three. <laughs> Which is weird. He just feels stiff. I don't know why. Sorry, there was a sneeze coming. I had to prep for it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think 40 bucks is still a little too much for that. I, I wrote my review when I said that in my review. I think 40 bucks is, is a lot for, th- for a three-hour story mode and three characters. Um, it feels like the $40 would have been worth it if all the other stuff that they included for free was in that pack and only in that pack, which is a weird thing to say. Like, if you'd have got friendships, the stages, and the stage fatalities, plus the three characters, plus the story mode, that would have been worth 40 bucks. But since you get all that other shit for free, I think this expansion would have been better priced at 30 Just my opinion. So I, so I looked up um, Backbone at Slash. Sorry, so it was Digital Eclipse, and then they merged with someone, became Backbone, and they separated, mm-hmm. and now it's Digital Eclipse again. But I forgot, like, they did Castlevania Symphony of the Night on the 360. Uh, they did the uh, Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection, which is probably still the best version of that available um on ps3 and xbox 360 midway arcade origins 
Um, and they did the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. And then they also did the Aladdin Lion King re-release that just came out. Mm. They are the people. I, yeah, just, I for forgot sure. how much stuff that they've done over the years in terms of this. Uh, S- Super Puzzle Fighter Turbo HD Remix. Like They are God, just the best people doing this. So I'm excited to see Samurai Showdown. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's head over to the Twitter. Adam from NZ. I'm going to regret reading this tweet. Can someone explain how the turnip mechanic actually works? Cheers. I'm happy to explain it. Um, I'm sure you are. It works. Uh, it's so it's it's a it's a take off the stock market. Um, as a matter of fact, it's actually in the game called the Sal Jeans Stalk Market. Oh my god. Um, and essentially the way it works is, um, every Sunday before noon, um, a person will visit the island selling turnips and the turnips, uh, are priced, you know, generally between 90 and 110 bells per turnip. Um, you can choose to buy as many as you want. And then, um, but you you can't sell any turnips on Sunday, uh, which is the same day you buy them. So then what happens is throughout the week, in the morning and then afternoon, um, the price of those turnips will fluctuate. And so the goal is to try and, you know, play the market, quote unquote, by buying turnips low and selling them high um so you know this morning the turnips on my island were 109 bells per turnip which is high i could have gone to somebody else's island and buy them there um, but i went ahead and bought them at my island this morning so my goal this week is to find a day and a time where turnips are selling to where i could make a profit off selling all the ones that i bought um, and the game in it is that I might get a price tomorrow of 120 bells per turnip and think, oh, I can make 11 bells per turnip if I sell them today, not knowing if later in the week the highest price I'm going to get is 70 bells where I lose money on them or you know, 200 bells where I could make a whole lot more than selling them today. So it's kind of a game of do I... Um, do I take the chance that the small profit today is better than what I'm going to get the rest of the week? Or do I hold on to them to see if I can make more money later on? That's the mechanic. All right. And there it's... are plenty of resources online that'll help you predict that people have already broken the algorithms, basically. Um, so there are things online that you can plug in how much your turnips were bought for and how much they're selling for each day and each time. And it'll tell you, hold on to the turnips that you have because they're going to be, you know, between 200 and 220 bells later in the week. Or it'll say, no, 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 sell now because this is the best price you're going to get. So it's essentially Wall Street kit for the Super Nintendo. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Well, there you go. There's your answer. Uh, Mookie sent a few tweets. He said, just send an email uh, to the crew. Hope it won't get ignored for some weird reason. 
And so sorry for the content of the email. I still love you guys. No one was offended. Yeah, no one was offended. I still love you, Moogie. He also says, tried Minecraft Dungeons for the first hour. Like what uh, ZTGD said, a good introduction game for a genre for kids. Although my issue is locked camera angles and controls on the gamepad require some getting used to. Uh, on my second and long run of Minecraft Dungeons, I'm so happy that it controls way better with keyboard and mouse. The gameplay battles can get crazy as Diablo. Drew would love this game. Give it a try. Uh, and my new issue with Minecraft Dungeons is that even though I'm playing it offline, the game won't completely pause. Mo Yang should fix this. I need to take some bathroom breaks, man. Yeah, I, I agree. The pause thing is a pain. It is. I've had several times where I was trying to do something um, and a mob was just out of reach and they would come running as soon as I hit pause. Because of course they do. Tate has a good question. He wants to know what are some games you guys enjoyed but considered it one and done? Horizon Zero Dawn, which I platinum and played the DLC, came to mind because I tried to go back to it recently but quickly realized I had no desire for a second playthrough. Most games I've ever played. <laughs> um, oh, this is a harder question than I thought it'd be. I'm trying to think. Like most modern games, I find that I get excited for remasters, and then when I start playing them, I just don't want to play them again. It's horrible because I get excited. I still it's. It's like the clear definition of an insanity. I still get excited every time a remaster is announced, even though I probably won't play through it. I never want to play Borderlands 2 again. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and, the, and, and to be fair, it's because I played through that game twice in a row. But it's, it's rough. It's a rough game to slog through, knowing the length of that game. I know. I booted up God of War yesterday and started playing it and almost immediately lost track of time. Like I just wanted to keep playing and Saints Row the Third's been like that. Whereas I've gone back to Bioshock games recently and I cannot get further than like 10 minutes in and I'm just like, I don't want to play this. Yeah. I really think I, I cannot imagine replaying the two Bioshock games that uh, so I'm, I'm excluding the second one because I never played the second one. Um, I played the multiplayer of the second one. I never played the single player of the second one. Yeah. Um, the um, I, I just those games were a, were so much about the story and the discovery of the story. Um, I can't imagine going back and playing them again. Yeah, I was trying to think. I mean, I like every game that's ever been like kind of unfun is really easy to say. I'm not want to go back to. Well, of course, but I, um, I think this is more like games you actually enjoyed. I can recommend not going back to playing the first Dark Darksiders again. I, yeah, I had tried it when the remaster <laughs> came out, and I think I made it to the Bat Boss, and I never got any further. Yeah. I think a um, lot of the games from the 360 era are like that for me. Like, I think I want to play them again until I get about an hour in, and then I don't want to play them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something else that I would not recommend going back and playing again. Open world oh. games are a lot like that because there's so much bullshit in them. A lot of times yeah. it's not fun to play again. I have one. 
um, when trying to go back t- through the Ace Attorney series to play the newer games that are on 3DS. Um, two, which I, I sorry if I got this wrong. Um, two, I believe, is Justice for All, has one of the worst segments in it. The ending part is great, but the 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 final segment in in Justice for All is one of the biggest piles of shit. Um, sorry, I think I said that wrong in this spaced out. Um, there's a sorry, there's one, there's just one chapter of that. I think it's the third one. It's a a big top turnabout. It is horrible. It, it, it requires too much sort of just fumbling around to find the next person to talk to once you talk to the right person. And the way, spoiler for a decade old game. I don't care about this one though. I'm just going to spoil it. Um, the ending segment is, well, how did the guy in the wheelchair kill the person? He couldn't have picked up a bust and dropped it on his head. He's in a wheelchair. And it's like, you figure out, well, no, he could have definitely lifted up because he's an acrobat. So it's like, he has upper arm strength. They're like, yeah, but we didn't find the bust in his room and he can't leave his room because he's in a wheelchair. So where did it go? And you know he's in a wheelchair in the game, but you never see like anybody pass like the waistline in Ace Attorney. So you have to just assume at the end that he's hiding this stone bust underneath a blanket, which you've never seen in the wheelchair. It is the most bullshit ending to a case. And they kind of kind of do that with a sequence in Apollo Justice, which is my personally, my favorite Ace Attorney game um, even though uh, 3, which is Trials and Tribulations I believe, um, is really good. There is a segment where you kind of have to wander around again and it's just it's so unfun. So unless you're using a walkthrough, you're just like I, I know I have to talk to this person but what arbitrary thing do I have to do first? And it it's uncommon in those games, but when it happens, they are brutal because it's just like, okay, I'm here. Do I have, no, I have to go and talk to the other person first. All right. Well, that's 14 screens away. So those are games that are hard to go back to, even though like when it's good, it's great and it's super enjoyable still. Um, there's just some real trash uh, segments in the, uh, those two games. I'll give you another one. Call of Duty campaigns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except, you know what? I think I would like to, to go back and play Infinite again. Infinite War. That's that's pro- That and Modern Warfare 2 are probably my most, my most memorable campaigns, but I feel like I would get one or two levels in and be like, I don't want to do this. I don't know. I didn't even finish the new one from last year. It's fine. Well, I didn't finish it because of the fucking patch size and, and the glitches oh, I was running into and the fact that it was, like, blowing up my Xbox. It was so hot. I I have another game that's hard to go back to that I'm sure will upset some people. But it's it's not even that the game is bad. It's just the intro sequence. Twilight Princess. Oh, that game is hard to go back to. Oh, I, I can't imagine intro. going back to that or Skyward Sword. Skyward oh, God. Sword's intro is ridiculous too yeah but i would say that the 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 stuff like once you get past the intro in twilight princess 
it's that a good game. game. Is, that game is great. I can't say that about Skyward Sword necessarily. No, like uh, not to I, the same I, level. I remember playing Skyward Sword, and I think I broke when you get to the the beetle that you control with the Wii remote. Like that's when I just broke, and I'm like, this is not a good thing. It, it it's just like Twilight Princess, though. It's like has some of the best dungeon design in that whole series. Um, There's some super neat stuff in it. Um, And then you go, oh, no. The 12 to 20 hour long intro or whatever it feels like, probably isn't even that long, is brutal. Because I tried going back to it on the HD version, and I went, oh, right. Yeah. This. All right. Um... Curtis wants to know, what do y'all think Sega will be revealing next week around the same time as the PS5 event? We already talked about that, but yeah, that should be super interesting. I'm excited for this week. It's going to be a good week. Uh, he also wants to know, question, why do you buy a next-gen console? Is it because of the games, the graphics, features, or technical advancement of the new hardware? Can I say all of the above. I, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I genuinely, you know, the games are the most important, but um, the other things are important, too. If if the hardware is not that much better, um, it, the, it's not as, um, it doesn't feel as important to get a new one. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, it's mostly the games, but I think all of those things are important. This one's for Anthony. If he's on the show, I know you're a music man like myself. Any new music or hidden gem recommendations? Doesn't matter what kind. Thanks in advance. Um, I mean, right now it's kind of hard because I feel like a lot of artists are just kind of like trying their best to be entertainers and do sort of live stuff. Um, I'm really Old finger quarantine videos. Exactly. For life. Um, you know, uh. There's a there's a new album from an artist uh, called Gum that I'm looking forward to. Uh, he's the keyboardist in Tame Impala and uh, the Australian band Pond. Um, I've really been digging. It's an old song. Um, it's by a band called Gunship. The song is called Tech Noir. Everybody should watch that that video. It is claymation. Has an intro from John Carpenter. It's got a very 80s vibe. And the plot of the music video is characters that have like a space for a cassette in their chest. And when they put the cassette in, they turn into the characters from like the 80s movie. So the guy puts like like the VHS into his chest and turns into Robocop. There's some really neat stuff in that that video. Um, The Carpenter Brute remix of that song is fucking incredible. Um, other than that, though, I've been going back and listening to, like, um, stuff like Shad, um, who's a rapper from Canada, uh, Buck65, another rapper from Canada, Shag, which is a instrumental hip-hop artist, um, those are kind of just been the stuff that's on my playlist. Unfortunately, there's just not enough, um, new, new stuff that I think is coming out that I'm super interested in. Um, I know this is going to be weird for some people, but like I'm very a, a wide taste in music. Uh, from what I've heard, the very little bit of that I've heard of the new Lady Gaga album sounds very good. Um, and I've also been getting into uh, a guy named Ty Seagal, who is 
incredible indie rocker um, who has a huge catalog to dive into. So there's more than enough to explore. You should just go. You should just go back and listen to the uh, the old Tribe Called Quest albums. Yeah, that's not a bad suggestion either. Um, yeah, there's a there's Beastie a little... Boys documentary on Apple TV made me want to listen to Paul's Boutique. So there is that. It's my favorite album from them. That, that album is oh, very good. So that's good. one of two albums that uh, can sort of be blamed for. Uh, not blamed, but uh, it's the reason why sampling laws are the way they are now. Um, that <laughs> every song on that album is just one fucking. He's just built his samples <laughs> and um and introducing from DJ Shadow was the other one um because those are th- those are all made out of samples. Um, yeah, Dust Brothers. I mean, Dust Brothers would later on go to produce uh go on to produce Beck's Odelay, which I mean. If you've never listened to those side by side, you can tell the production is the same. And uh, then would later on produce uh, Mbop by Hanson, which is so out of the field for them. Yep, it's that's them as well. They produced that huge pop hit. So, you know, whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat. David says Hanson Hanson drove some folks crazy back in the day. Yeah, they did. I remember that craze. It was. Yeah, something. I was I was working at Fye, well then Camelot Music, when that bad boy came out, and people were insane, like mobbing <laughs> UPS drivers, insane. So remember when people used to buy music in a store? That's crazy. I do remember. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I still yep. do it. So, oh shit! I got one more recommendation for music. Uh, album from last year probably my favorite album of last year king gizzard and the lizard wizard infest the rat's nest okay it's they're a psychedelic band from australia however it is thrash metal and it's amazing it's it's one of my favorite metal albums man there's some weird music out there that's for sure the whole plot is uh the rich people go to mars and leave the poor people on earth and eventually the poor people die and come back and kill them kill the rich people on mars as like yeah it's there's there's a lot to it it's awesome it's got uh they even released like a doom clone game to like uh uh um, what is it called uh advertise the album sounds like fucking coheed thing where like every album is a chapter of a comic book or some shit yeah, this is this was this is a standalone album. They they do a lot of concept stuff. Like one of them is all like is about like uh, playing with microtonal guitars. Um, they've done a jazz album too with another band. Uh, they had they released five albums in one year, uh, in like 2017, I think. Another band that has a huge catalog to uh, dive into. But uh, I know that there's some metal fans out there that listen to this podcast. Uh, and I really suggest listening to that album. Good Lord. All right. David says, so starving for news content. I'm excited for the PS5 event. Hopefully a surprise like showing the console. I like how that's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all want to know what this black box looks like? Here you go. <laughs> it just, it's just 
Wouldn't it be great if it's just the uh, old Onion video, uh, Sony's fucking piece of shit that doesn't do what it fucking supposed to? <laughs> it's one of my favorite ones that no one talks about. It's like a really shitty quality on YouTube, but it's something everybody should watch. It's one, it's fantastic. It is such a weird, it's such a weird thing that in this industry we get excited for what a box looks like and what it's called, and then a year after. Once the generation has started, we don't even care anymore. Mm-mm. You get like, so used to it. Like Series X seems like a goofy name right now, but we'll all be so used to it in a year, it won't even matter. Yeah, exactly. Remember how? Remember how like much shit we gave Sony when they were going to call it the PlayStation Two? Right. Like that's stupid. You just put yeah. a number after it. Right. It's not like they called it the Nintendo Two. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, why don't you call it the Super PlayStation or the Ultra <laughs> PlayStation or something? And now, look, here we are. And it's like, yeah, it's PS5. Yeah. I don't really care. Like, people make so much of what a box looks like and what it's called. <laughs> Does it? I'll never, for, I'll never forget the, uh, the stupid, yeah, they call it the 360 because you'll turn 360 degrees and walk away. And then <laughs> that turned into the... Okay, you'd turn 180 degrees to walk away, and then you got the gifts of Michael Jackson from Moonwalker walking up to it, spinning around and moonwalking away from it. Oh, come on. If you can't make the Eddie Murphy reference here, you, you can't win. Hey, baby, want to dance? See you later. See you later. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dumb. It's so dumb. But no, it is, it, it's exciting. Um, Next gen stuff is always exciting. It's just it's so weird in this climate because like by now normally we would have everything but the price. And we don't have anything but what the Series X looks like and the specs. So I don't know. Last tweet comes from Dustin, it just says, Is your city burning yet? Uh we've had some Certainly, some some protests and unrest. Near where reason. you are, in Cincinnati, yeah. Oh, are you close enough to like the actual city where you're you're actually seeing it? No, 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 no. I just meant in general around. Oh, us. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, I saw the they shut down the highway. Um. Yeah, with good reason, by the way. Fuck, no, no, absolutely. Fuck I, racism. I'm, yeah, I'm 100 percent for what they're what they're going for. I just. I get worried of the the bad people and not necessarily the protesters as we've seen. Right. Getting people hurt. You know, it's it's not good, man. Can I just share one? I I, I need to share it. The guy that pulled got out of his car with a bow. Oh, oh yeah. All and lives matter. Yeah, and the then best. got the shit kicked out of him for firing an arrow into the crowd. Shit, yeah. man, you should have just handed the, over your bow. You the best been, thing you about know? that story, the best thing about that story wasn't even that. It was that um he after he got his ass kicked they set his car on fire oh, fuck you you know like you know i uh just uh, fucking robin uh, yeah, hood no, over here. Were... yeah exactly robin hood over there trying to yeah. shoot people with a bow get out of here i don't i don't normally condone violence but i'm sorry if you get out of your car and, and aim a bow at protesters and burn your fucking car I don't care. you deserve I don't, to have your car I set just, on fire i just yeah. love them, them interviewing him after he's like I, they, I just set it out my car window and they pulled me out motherfucker you're on film 
Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. Not only are you on film, there's like multiple angles of this jackass. And like when you see the guy, he's like overweight. <laughs> like, he's got like a come out and be Hawkeye. Fuck you. <laughs> pulls his bow and arrow out. I was like, you know, you're going to get one shot off before you get <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> or people uh... just kick your ass. Yeah, like, is it, is it really worth the one shot you're probably going to miss? It's just... Idiots. Oh, man. It's just that, like, there's not... I don't I don't condone violence. But... <laughs> like, but you know... If you're going shoot an arrow. Yeah. 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 Well, people For tripped sure. and fell and punched him in the face by accident. Whoops. <laughs> Just truthfully, also, I, I really, 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 really hope this does something in exchange. Yeah, 100%. And, and I know there's people out there that are like, um, you know, well, burning down Target's not going to change anything. And like, maybe you're right, but as someone that uh, worked for the Canadian arm of Target, which was run by the American arm of Target, like they didn't have a different game plan when they entered here. Um, they can fuck themselves because not only did they put a bunch of people out of jobs uh they when they when they bailed because they felt they weren't making enough money um even though you don't like like they were in here for two years and you don't start making a profit till five it was so mismanaged um that they were just like fuck it let's cut our losses um they fucked so many people out to the point where the only sort of big box store we have the only one is walmart um I have no sympathy for that company. They might say they give a shit. They do not. Um, that is not a community store. Uh, I know people that I know people in the community will likely work there. I get it, but uh, I have zero care for a target burning, um, especially when you know lives have been lost. So yeah, I'm, I'm stay not safe. A, I'm not a, a, a pro violence guy either. But the bottom line is, none of this stuff would be happening if something would have changed the first hundred times this happened, Um, but it didn't. And so um, you can't expect people. And if, you know, to the, to the the people that say, well, I just wish they would do it another way. Guess what? People have been trying to do it another way for a long ass time. And nobody listens and people criticize them just as much. So you you don't remember the, the peaceful kneeling. Right. And everybody had a problem with it. And, so I mean, listen. The bottom line is, it it needs to change, and so I hope this does it. I really, really do because it's not to mention it was. Just, could you have had a more worse boiling point of people being trapped in their houses for three months? Oh this yeah, for happen? sure. Yeah, it's yeah. just. Ugh. Oof. I uh, brought up when we were talking about music. Um, uh, a guy named Shad from uh, he's actually from my old hometown, London, Ontario. Um, then his moved to Toronto, but I think he's even maybe out in Vancouver now. Um, he's a rapper. There's a song uh, by an artist named uh, Toby called 24. The Toronto remix has a um, verse by Shad that uh, kind of just covers what is expected of um, black people and uh, the struggle that it is um, without talking about even the violence. And I think it's a very uh, uh, insightful sort of approach to it. And um, not only do I just support Chad in in all of his work, but I think it was one of his most insightful pieces 
and it's definitely worth a listen if you don't really understand the the bigger issues that this is tackling right now. And I know we're a video game podcast, and like some people are going to be like, well, I don't really want to hear about this, but like the people that are protesting don't want to really want to live through this. Right. So, yeah. you know, I'm sorry that you're uncomfortable. Can you imagine that it was just every day? Right. And I know we didn't bring it up when it happened, but I, I watched that video of Ahmad Arbery. Armor, uh, sorry, if I'm saying is wrong, I'm doing it from memory and I'm a little upset talking about this stuff, but I watched that video. Um, I cried. That is that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And it it again, it's it's not just the police that they are protesting here. It is the treatment of them and the, just acknowledging that fact is a step in the right direction because you will inevitably pass it on to your kids and to your friends and and that's where this starts. It's it's not the, the target burning is just a symbol of it, not um, it, it's not the end all. That's not going to end it. We have to be better. Um, yeah, sorry, I yeah, didn't so, mean to go off like that, but it's just it's it's upsetting, you know. The last thing that I'm going to say on this is, um, and and this is particularly targeted targeted at white folks like the folks on this podcast. Um, if you haven't already talk to your kids about racism and how evil and poisonous it is and the history of racism, particularly in this country, um, you need to have that conversation. And I don't care if you think they're too young and I don't care if you don't think they'll understand they're not. And they will. Yep. Um, We've had that conversation multiple times with our son. So you, you got it. You got to talk to your kids about it and you got to do it now because they see and hear this stuff and if they don't see and hear from you that racism is evil and poisonous and should be wiped from the world, they're going to hear something different from somebody else. Yeah. And they're going to hear it before you get a chance to talk to them about it. So if you haven't already, talk to your kids. Yeah, and, we, we and, had a conversation with our son at dinner yesterday about this whole situation. Yep. Um, my, my final bit on it is it's not – this isn't just a United States problem. Um, sorry, I'm a little – teary-eyed and upset right now um it's not just a u.s problem it's it's very alive in canada i know i've made jokes in the past about it but it's it is an issue and it's and you're right if you're thinking um but it's not just black folk but it starts there like that is you know like if as long like if you acknowledge the problems that they deal with it you know you're acknowledging the fact that everybody of color deals with um, you know, it's uh, it starts at home, and it can end at home too. So yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we're gonna get out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But it's <sighs> it's something that needs to be addressed for sure. Yeah. Um, that's it for this week. If you'd like to send us emails, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to tweet at us, it's at M4G Podcast. You can follow me at ZTGD on the Twitter. You can follow Ryan at WombatRP on the Twitter. Uh, you can follow the site at ZTGD Content and continue to check out Phoenix Down. They finished up Folklore. I know that. They're doing a, um intermission episode this week. And then Blood and Wine, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
But uh, I do believe that is everything. Everybody stay safe out there against 2020, which is turning out to be a pretty fucked up year. Yeah. Uh, and otherwise, we'll be back next week. Unless anybody has anything else, that's it. Peace, Birch. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.